This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. With the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Scott Goldbranson and Mo. Welcome back. It's time for Silver and Black today, the post-game edition. The Raiders beat the Giants 30-6 out at Allegiant Stadium. Wow. Uh, the team is under new management. Could you tell? Antonio Pierce gets his first win as the Raiders interim coach. Aiden O'Connell gets his first win as a starter for the Raiders in this big win. And, uh... Great to be with you guys. Great to be able to talk to you after win, after everything that's happened over the last couple weeks, after, of course, this week of tumult, firing of Josh McDaniels, firing of Dave Ziegler, the changeover, the stories we've heard since then with the players and everybody walking on eggshells no longer. They came out loose. They came out having fun, and it showed. Look, this is all the same phase. This offense is is no different than, than it was week one, except for quarterback, um, Murph, Michael, we got it. Murph's gone now, but um, different quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. It, it's remarkable to me that at any point, the coaching staff, and clearly it wasn't the coaching staff, it was the coach, didn't believe that Aiden O'Connell gave them the best chance to win. Uh, that doesn't mean, again, that he's not going to make mistakes. He will. He had a couple passes tonight that were errant. Luckily, there was no interceptions, no turnovers, no fumbles. They protected him pretty well over the entire game. And when he needed to make throws, he made throws. The throw to Trey Tucker for 50 yards, the longest play of the year, was uh, was a beautiful one. Now, O'Connell, I'm sure if he told you, and we'll see after the, after the press conference, I'm sure he would tell you he overthrew it a little bit. It's a little off, right? But Trey Tucker, because of his speed was able to catch up with that and and haul it in. So but th- but he doesn't have that that super arm. It's not it's not a super cannon, okay? It's a cannon, it's the Irish cannon, but it's not the super cannon, but he does have enough. He has enough to stretch the field and to get downfield. So so with that, I think that you if you look at the situation, 
he gives you the best chance. Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw the ball. We didn't see any of that. Brian Hoyer can't throw the ball. So that was roster mismanagement. So you have Aiden O'Connell in there, and you see what happens. They go to the run early. This team, and if you listen to this show, Mo and I have been saying, have been saying since summertime, right? You have to, with this offense, and however they're going to change up the Josh McDaniels offense, we'll see. We saw a little bit of it tonight. Uh is you have to run the ball and you have to run the ball effectively. Now, the uh, problems with the offensive line, we saw some of those at the end of the game. Uh, it seemed to be they, they they laid off a little bit and we saw some of the the rushes coming through and, and them making some progress there. But overall, you got to look at what they were able to do with Josh Jacobs tonight. Josh Jacobs looked like Josh Jacobs. They also, I like the play design. The play design tonight or today, depending where you are, was to get Josh Jake and uh, Jace Jacobs into space, get him outside at times. You saw some of those tosses. You saw some of him being able to run. You saw some quick passes. You also saw some slant passes, the big one to Jacoby Myers in the first half. You saw some things that w- we were all sitting there and saying throughout the course of the first several weeks, where is that stuff? Where's the two tight end sets? In, t- in fact, tonight they used a three tight end set, okay, for a short pass, the one that Michael Mayer did the moonwalk on. Those types of plays are in that playbook, but that coach wasn't using them. So we see them open up the offense with Josh Jacobs, and then we see them use the weapons that they have. Hunter Renfro, welcome back to the real world. Hunter Renfro, welcome back to the world of some receptions. You saw Aiden O'Connell in his first uh, eight passes go to five different receivers. He spread the ball around. That also tells you he saw the field nicely. He was looking at the progressions. And they went through this several times over the broadcast. And he could see the routes, right? He could see the routes. Both the other quarterbacks could not see these routes because often they would leave these routes open. So you look at that and you say, okay, here's where you go. But I do think that you look at all of these situations and you see that the Raiders should have been better than they are. Now, they sit there at four and five. But from the offense perspective, so bad in the offense. And you have to wonder... If they, if they played like they did tonight against Pittsburgh, if they played like they did tonight against Chicago, where would they be? I mean, it's a fair question to ask. And I think that, that look, you can't go back and change things. And by the way, this is my only word of caution. Okay, so I'll, I'll, the one wet blanket I'll throw today is today was great. Great opportunity, great performance overall. Sure, there was some things they got to fix. That's every game. But when you look at this, the key is you got to be consistent. So next week, they got to play a New York Jets team with a very good defense. So we'll see how they do there. And then you got two brutal ones in a row. You got Miami, and then you have Kansas City, okay, who played each other today with Kansas City uh, winning that one. Kansas City's offense is still not right, but their defense is much better, and they're just overall tough to beat. So, So you look at that, the Raiders have a tough three weeks before they get to the bye. Next week against the Jets, I think, is a very pivotal game. It's a good team, and they're going to have to be consistent like they were today. So they got to improve over today. The way they played today will not be good enough against the Jets, and the way they play against the Jets will not be good enough against the Dolphins. But you have hope, right? You finally have some hope that this team is gelling. They're they're preparing the right way. They feel invigorated, and that can go a long way. It just goes back to the point that they're going to have to be consistent. And if they're consistent, then who knows what can happen? Look, I'm not saying again, I'm not saying this team's going to make the playoffs, but I will say they can get better. They can help Antonio Pierce 
get the job full time if he wants it and if Mark Davis is open to that. Now, they have to do a search. That's under NFL rules, by the way. You can't just name him at the end of the season. He has to go through a whole search. But if they do, if he does well and this team performs well and progresses, because remember, guys, and I see you guys all in the chat. It's good to see everybody. Um, But remember, I've always said, and we've always said here on this show, that you wanted to see progress with this team. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that you lose some of these games to better teams or that you make mistakes because you got a rookie at a quarterback. It's simply, are you progressing? The defense, as I mentioned earlier, defense has given up three touchdowns in two games. Okay, now the Giants are terrible, but the, the obviously the Lions are a good team. They scored one of their touchdowns late after the Raiders' defense had been on the field the entire game. So I'll give them that. And, and But three touchdowns in two games. That's remarkable for a defense that's starting to come along and starting to kind of find itself. Yes, it's got holes, right? It's got some injuries too, but it's playing well. Patrick Graham has that unit going well. Eight sacks tonight. I mentioned earlier, the last time the Raiders had eight sacks was in 2010, 13 years ago. So that shows you, okay, so maybe maybe they're making steps. You just got to take one game at a time. I said this even before the Lions game and people were making fun of me. I know Josh McDaniels was there at the time. But you just never you never know in this league. It's it's a league of attrition. Look what happens with the 49ers, 5 and 0. Now they've lost three straight. Questions about Brock Purdy, right? You see Miami now. Miami I still think is going to be a good team. They're not all the way there yet. But look what's happened to them over the last few weeks, right? All that huge offense has kind of been where is it? Cuz they got hit in the mouth a couple times. So the Raiders can do that if the Raiders can take on the type of attitude and culture that Antonio Pierce talked to us about in his introductory press conference, then anything can happen. Yes, Raider 27, this is what progress looks like. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's a week-to-week league, so you just want to see your team get better. I know all of you are realistic, and I know you'd love for your team to get to to the playoffs, and you'd love for your team to get to the Super Bowl, especially this year it's in Las Vegas. But you just want to see that your team is getting better. When it was getting worse every week, that was hard. It was hard to take. It was hard to cover from my perspective, just because what do you want to do? Come on here and just talk about how terrible things are? No, you don't. You rather enjoy a win and talk about some good performances. And uh, again, you got to talk about when you talk about good performances for the Raiders, you have to talk about Max Crosby, right? Max Crosby tonight, today, for those of you on the West Coast, uh, three sacks out of those Raider eight sacks. You look at that uh, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, who else had a sack? Let's see. We had Crosby with three, Trayvon Morig with with one, Malcolm Kuntz with one, uh, Butler with one, and also Bilal Nichols with one. And uh, Tyree Wilson had a half a sack. The rookie had a half a sack. So again, it was it was a performance. Of course, you had Amik Robertson and Nate Hobbs with the interceptions. I went over the the the. Offensive statistics earlier as well. So Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 3.8 average. He had a 4.1 average before the last running play where he got brought back. He actually had over 100 yards rushing, which is good. The Raiders needed that. But uh, with the loss of yardage on the last play that he ran in, uh, he went under 100 and went under four yards. But still, very great, very good progress for him 
as well. And then, of course, Trey Tucker had three catches, or excuse me, two catches, 52 yards. Jacoby Myers, two for 38. Devontae Adams, four for 34. Hunter Renfro, two for 32. Abdullah, two for 17. So again, the ball was spread around a lot. You look at offensive plays, the Raiders had 59. You'd like to see that a little higher. Uh, They had 209 yards uh, passing, four penalties for 30 yards. The Giants had three penalties for eight yards. Go figure. So it was a pretty low penalty game, which is nice on both sides. Giants with the two turnovers. And that's the thing I said earlier. The Raiders protected the ball today, and you have to exp- you have to appreciate that from the rookie because that's that's been part of the problem. And somebody said on X.com tonight they were they said something like, "I hope I hope uh, Aiden O'Connell goes into the press conference and say clearly it's not preseason." <laughs> so, but he did the way protect the ball, and uh, and and that's that's always good. As I see my my cousin Medina in the chat, hey. Hey, Cuzzy, how you doing? Uh, but anyway, this was something that that I think everybody really wanted to see, the fact that you made progress. Now, we could look at some of the things that weren't done, and we will. We'll do that in the last segment because I think there's some good points here, and that is, again, with progress, you have to also recognize what weren't you able to do. Second half, the Raiders, if you look at their possessions, the Raiders uh, did not have a touchdown in the second half, clearly, as the score would tell you. Uh, but you look at possessions, and I'm going over there to take it out, but uh, the Raiders' possessions in the second half, field goal, two punts, three punts, uh, two field goals, three punts, and uh, gave it up on downs, which was really the end of the game. That's what they just gave the ball back instead of kicking a field goal. So they could have had three field goals technically, but clearly they did not move the ball well in the second half. Sometimes you see that with a big lead in a team, but I think with a team like this, uh, I think Antonio Pierce probably pulled them back a little bit. And I know a lot of you were saying, no, you got to put your foot on the gas. And I agree with that. But the the, the lead that they had and the fact that the Giants had DeVito, a quarterback, um, who didn't do pretty, pretty, pretty bad. I mean, he did pretty bad at first, excuse me. And then he kind of turned it on a little better towards the end of the game uh, when the Raiders were playing him a little more soft. But, you know, you look at that situation, I, I think he didn't want to put Aiden O'Connell in a position where he was going to make mistakes and take away from what is a really big confidence-building performance. And I think that goes for the Raiders. And I know some of you will disagree with me out there, and I'm not saying they overtly did it. I think towards the end of the game they did. And got a lot more conservative with the play calling. So it's progression, right? So now against the Jets, you're not going to be able to do that. With the Jets, the Jets can 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 stop you on defense significantly their offense is hit and miss obviously as you know with Wilson but I do think that the Raiders uh, much much needed game for them to get right in the head they got right in the head in the locker room and off the field with the change in personnel and coach and and GM and now they needed to now they need to get right on the field and they took a step towards that right it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a work in progress that's the way I'll say it. it's a work in progress, as you guys know. And I think that 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 is important and they will get there. How far they go, we don't know yet. But I do think that um, those types of situations, because the Raiders have not had a win where they built a big lead and held it, right? So that's good. They built big leads and blown them under Josh McDaniels. Now they built one and they kept that, they kept that margin. It never got so close that you were concerned including down the end. So they, they, they took off a little bit of the edge and they cruised to the win. So that was good. I'm going to take our final break here when we come back. Let's talk about some of the things the Raiders need to work on coming out of this game. Some of the observations I had. I also want to see some of your observations. So all of you in the YouTube chat, if you're on Facebook chat or you're on Twitter, x.com, whatever you want to call it, 
Let us know there, and we will get to those questions here in a minute. You are listening to and watching the post-game edition of Silver and Black today. I'm Scott Colbranson, your host. I will be back right after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did all right welcome back to the home stretch here on silver and black today the post-game edition raiders 30 to 6 winners 30 30 points the team that struggled to score 20 scored 30 might have been more if they could have moved the ball better in the second half but that's okay. Doesn't matter. A win is a win. This was a get-right win for the Raiders, especially mentally. Build some of that confidence in your rookie quarterback. Build some of that confidence in your veterans who were feeling displaced by the former coach. Uh, and so we're back. I'm going to go check out the chat now. Arturo Murph was here earlier. He was in the parking lot of Allegiant. The sound was terrible. He stayed with us as long as he could before the uh, equipment started breaking down and, and cell signals started going. So uh, you missed that portion. If you want to watch uh, what Murph had to say, just rewind after we're done here and you'll be able to see him. And we'll talk to him about it next week. Uh, but I'm in here too. And I'm seeing, uh, let's see, Michael Turner, too conservative in the second half. Yeah, but you know what? Again, as I said, you know, some people will never be happy, Michael. I think you might be one of those, and that's totally fine. Uh, not passing judgment, but if, if I think Antonio Pierce didn't want to be overly aggressive. They were aggressive to start the game out, which I thought was good. You have a rookie quarterback. You're trying to regain the confidence. This team lost its confidence. That's the other thing. And that, that bled over onto the field, okay? So getting them back out there, in my view... They weren't too conservative. I think they missed. They had miscues in the second half, some execution problems in the second half. So even as they were executing more conservatively, to answer your question or your statement, um, I don't think that was the problem. I think the problem was they missed on plays. They had some key penalties, as you know, when they kicked that field goal in the third quarter uh, after, after they had nice first down by Trey Tucker there on a nice run 
then then they had to settle for the field goal. So I th- I think overall, to me, I rather have them be a little more conservative. Um, you don't always have to be aggressive. Uh, I get it. You won thirty to six. <laughs> thirty to six. Yes, I know you want to win fifty to six. I get it. I get it. But I think in this one, uh, it was it was a good opportunity there. Also, Antonio Pierce, I think towards the, for- the fourth quarter when the game was clearly over and the Giants weren't were not going to mount any sort of comeback. Antonio Pierce did the coachly thing. He kind of just took the pedal, took the foot off the pedal, I should say. Um, and so you can disagree with that, but I, I, I don't. I don't think it was a bad thing. Ariel, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Sustained drives, wearing out their defense while keeping our defense fresh. Yes, the the Raiders did better at time of possession. The Giants actually held the ball longer. That's still an issue. I think that's one of the issues we should talk about, which is the Raiders. Uh, they, 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 when they do sustain drives, great as they did in the first half, second half, they didn't second half. There were shorter drives. You can be more conservative if you run the ball effectively or through short passing game, they just kind of started to fall off on the second half. So uh, again, we have a situation where they just got to get better week over week. This was a vast improvement. I mean, this is the worst offense in the NFL. One of the worst bottom two in the NFL. And they came out today, they scored 30 points, and they showed a lot more heart and a lot a lot better execution overall. It wasn't perfect, though. Again, we saw the offensive line break down towards the end of the game. Why? I'm not sure. Sure, the Giants knew the Raiders were going to try to run the ball and keep the clock moving to get the win and get out of there. But there are still some key there, too. We saw some, some penalties. We saw some receivers drop balls. You know, the normal stuff. It happens. But I do think that the Giants' defense, um, which is not terrible up front. I mean, they're pretty good up front, actually. They got some injuries there, too. But they're they're pretty good up front, and, and uh, Thibodeau was shut out today. I mean, the Raiders did a great job on him. Um, and, and so I think from that perspective, you got to like what the offensive line did. But again, you also have to look at it from the progression standpoint. Uh, you look at Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell did well overall. He had a couple throws. One was dangerously close to being picked off. That was, I think, his biggest mistake in the first half. In the second half, he had another one to Hunter Renfro, which was a quick pass that was read quickly. And luckily, he fired the ball in fast. If he would have taken a little bit off that, it might have been picked six the other way. So again, he's got he's got things he's got to work on too. But his composure, his opportunities when he did have receivers open, he, he threw the ball. I think it was the one to Jacoby Myers. He threw the ball so hard to Jacoby Myers on that little slant coming off the left side that he couldn't hold on to it. And it really did. Mark Sanchez pointed that. He said, hey, a pass like that, you got to throw it in his body. You got to take a little bit off. You don't, have to, you don't have to throw every pass like it's a bullet. And I think that uh, that's something you learn as a young quarterback, especially in your, you know, your first real start as the name starter. And I know he was a starter in a Charger game, but that was in an injury capacity. This is the first start as a full-time starter in the NFL. So I get it a little bit of nerves there. And if that's, if that's the worst he does in the, in the nerves category, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So but other than that, it, it was a situation where um, I think that they're, they're, they're in a good spot here to start to put some things together. If they can, if they can host the jets and win that game against a pretty, pretty good, de- I mean, a really good defense, I think. Uh, and 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 do what they did tonight. I'm not saying they got to win by 20, 24 points, but if they can do it again and win a game, I don't care if it's close or not. But if they come out and they look fresh, and they're they're playing better complementary football, which is what we saw tonight, then 
then they go into those really two difficult games with more confidence. By the time you get to the Dolphins in two weeks, you got to have more confidence. So this will go a long way for them. A win is a win. The question now becomes, can you sustain this new attitude? Right Now, they did after the whole Gruden mess in 2021, when uh, the Henry Rugg situation, all that stuff happened. They did a great job of continuing that. Like, hey, it's us against the world. Hey, we're together now. They banded under Rich Basaccia and they ended up getting into the playoffs, right? And so I, can they do that this year? It's a little early to tell, but I do know that it's all going to come down to consistency because one great win where everybody feels good and the fans feel good and the stadium's full of more Raider fans than Giants fans, that's all awesome. But it doesn't mean anything if next week they come out and they look like the Raiders from three weeks ago. Now, I don't think that'll happen. Could they get beat? Yes. I, how they lose, though, will be different. I know that you don't ever want to lose because you're Raiders fans, so you don't want your team to lose, okay? But how you lose matters, too, because if you lose like they were losing before, then you got a problem. If you don't, if you come out and you just lose a hard-fought football game, it happens all the time, then great. And I think that that's where my head is with this team. I think now that they may get beat by teams that are better than them, but I don't think they get beat like they've been getting beat because I think they want to play for this guy. They want to play for Antonio Pierce. They want to play for each other. I think they're, it, when you're in that negative environment, and I'm looking in here uh, in the chat, when you, look, when you play in that negative environment, it, it permeates everything. It permeates your play. It permeates your attitude towards your teammates. It permeates your attitude to the court coaches, to the to the fan, everything, because nothing is going well and you just don't feel it. And I don't know if any of you worked in a toxic environment. And that's what I call it, a toxic environment. It's tough, man. It's tough. Like you don't want to get on get out of bed in the morning and go into work. It's just awful. That's gone. And you saw the result tonight. So I think that that's something that uh, erasing that negativity, getting the negative influence out of the locker room. And it happens with players too. Sometimes teams have negative players. You guys probably follow other sports where you've had fans like that. But it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you just it just kills it. It's like a cancer when you have overly negative, toxic people. And especially what the stories we've heard now about Josh McDaniels and his spitefulness after the team meeting, which is supposed to clear the air. So, but that's all past. So now the Raiders get to move forward and can, the question becomes, can they sustain this? And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say on that in the chat. But overall, like what the Raiders did tonight, if you, if you look at their choice from a play calling perspective on offense, tell me what you guys liked in the YouTube chat. Cause I really, the motion was there. I saw a lot of different sets. There was a lot of variety that I hadn't seen before. And to me, that was a big deal because the Raiders were able to keep the Giants off kilter, right? They were keep, to keep them questioning what was going on. And, and, and they, had good, they had good protection early on. So Josh Jacobs could run the ball. He had, what, 70 yards or 60-some yards in the first half. And so that was big. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to bring up the numbers here and look at these overall. And I'll actually... See if I can share these with you guys. Well, you don't need to see it on the screen. But anyway, you look at the, the team stats overall, some of the things that you look at when you look at the Raiders. Third down efficiency, not great for the Raiders tonight. They were 5 of 14 for 36%. Uh, you'd like to see that, you know, over, yeah, you'd like to see it over 50% for certain, um, but even better that. Good news in the red zone, they were 3 of 4 
So 75% in the red zone. Goal to go, they were two of two. Of course, Josh Jacobs, both touchdowns. So you got to like that. Those are good numbers when you're looking at team numbers. And again, no turnovers. The three touchdowns, of course, were all rushing. But uh, if you look at the situation with the passing game, better, right? Better. We saw positive movement with Aiden O'Connell. And there's no question that he should be the quarterback moving forward. And he is, as they've, no, if they, as they've mentioned. So it's all good. Uh, and I, I appreciate everybody being with us tonight. And, and I know we, we lost Murph early because of the technical issues out there at Allegiant Stadium. But it's all good. But I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged for the Raiders. I'm encouraged by the attitude. I'm encouraged by the performance tonight. Now, again, it's just going to be can you sustain it and can you bring this culture to life over a period of time? So we'll see. But we're going to get into it uh, for the rest of the week as well. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday, Mo and I, and we'll talk a little more in depth uh, on the X's and O's on this. But I just wanted to get you guys uh, uh, a quick show, quick live show, and talk about tonight's wins and the fact that they finally, Hunter Renfro can finally take off the Where's Waldo costume because apparently uh, Antonio Pierce knows where he is and wants to use him tonight, which is good. And the same thing can go for Josh Jacobs. I mean, there's so many great superlatives from tonight. There were, I mean, the offensive line, no sacks given up tonight. So the rookie quarterback, I mean, he had a pressure a couple times, but really nothing to speak of. So good job on them. That shows you especially over the last couple of weeks, shows you how much they, they are rallying behind this kid at quarterback. It's big. Then you had Josh Jacobs. Just Didn't he seem like he had a little more pep in his step? Like that first step seemed to be just like the Josh Jacobs we saw last year. And again, I talked about Hunter Renfro. I know a Devontae Adams should get the ball more, but I w- I'm, I'm pretty sure that when I hear Devontae Adams' comments from after the game – He's going to say, it doesn't matter. I just felt good. We were moving the ball. We were going down the field. So Aiden O'Connell will find that rhythm with him. But uh, getting everybody involved in the offense had to feel good for for all that. And then the defense, great night. I mean, two turnovers on defense, takeaways on defense. Also, you had the eight sacks. Eight, eight sacks. I can't believe eight sacks. It's hard to believe, isn't it? You should feel good about it. You could stroll into work tomorrow holding your head high and having fun talking about the Raiders for once, which would be good. It wasn't an ugly win. It was a beautiful win, if I'm a fan, because there was never any question who was going to win the game right? <laughs> once you got out of the first quarter. So that was a good thing. But we'll see if they can sustain it. There's a lot to talk about. We'll get into the more technical stuff. Just wanted to get on, get our voice of the fan with Murph, who obviously is knee deep in Raider Nation tailgate at Allegiant Stadium. So thanks for him, or to him, excuse me, for being with us. And thanks to you guys all for being with us here on the special live edition, the Game Reaction Show from Silver and Black today. We will be back Tuesday again. So please make sure you join us on Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. Also, do me a favor. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, and also hit the notifications bell so that you know whenever we're live or whenever we have a new video. So we appreciate that. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We appreciate you guys being with us. And thank you so much for your support. For our producer, Mike Robbie, for Murph, I'm Scott Colbrans, and this has been Silver and Black Today, the post-game edition. Raider Nation, enjoy your win, enjoy your Sunday night, and enjoy your victory week as we get geared up for the Raiders to face the Jets next week. Once again, Raiders beat the Giants 30-6, to a dominating performance on defense and a very good, 
very good performance on offense for once for the Las Vegas Raiders. Until next time, we'll talk to you later, everybody.